1: Hey, what's going on? It is your Thursday episode of Locked on Raptors. Sean Woodley here with you as always. And on today's show, we are joined by a very special guest. It's Amy Audibert, who, of course, you know from doing uh, sideline reporting with the Toronto Raptors broadcast for Sportsnet this year before pivoting into doing color analysis as well next to Matt Devlin. It's been uh, a wild and wacky season for the Raptors broadcast, and I'm excited to talk to Amy about the changes in role and how difficult that is and how she got to be so freaking good at her job plus we're going to take a look at the raptors road trip that lies ahead it should be a very interesting test for the team with some tough teams on the, the slate is that the word yeah uh, we're going to dig into that and sort of uh, pick out some things that we're keeping our eye on as the road trip comes up beginning tomorrow in detroit that's all coming up on today's episode of locked on raptors thanks for being here oh look because I shot i expected to make it so like i don't shoot kind of miss. So.
2: you are locked on raptors
1: What's going on? Welcome to episode number 1096 of Locked On Raptors for Thursday, January the 13th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at Sean, And you can find the show uh, at Locked On Raptors, as always, as well. And you can subscribe to, follow, rate, review, all that good stuff. Uh, do anything you can to support the podcast for free on your favorite podcast apps. It's much appreciated when you do that. Plus, if you go to YouTube and find Locked On Raptors, you can hit the big red subscribe button there, too. And it's very, very kind of you to do that. We're at like 1,450 subs now. So please keep on adding to those numbers. It's very, very cool to see all the new faces and friends and just people hanging out in the comments. It's a very, very nice place to be. So uh, with that, let's get to today's show. Of course, your first listen of the day. And joining me on today's episode, I'm very happy. Someone I've podcasted with a ton about the Canadian Elite Basketball League and also a little bit about the Raptors. Of course, it is Amy Ottobert from Sportsnet work in the sidelines, work in the color analysis chair. How's it going, Amy?
2: It's great. I'm so happy to be here with you, Sean. Yeah, like it's- oh, well, that's <laughs> so, so kind. I love it when
1: people are just happy to slum it with me. It's the best.
2: Listen, <laughs> this is some production value here. So, I mean, you are, I am in a new space with you and just loving this first two minutes and 34 seconds. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh,
1: behind the curtain, Amy and I are co-hosts on the CEBL show podcast. We talk about the Canadian League Basketball League, which of course has been in the news this year with a bunch of their guys getting NBA deals through all the hardships and everything. But uh, usually for those episodes, I mean, we recorded those in the summer before I got this whole setup and it was a lot of on my laptop camera with my laptop boosted up on a board game with uh, like a very fuzzy camera in my dining room. So this is a far better uh, state of affairs than it used to be, Amy.
2: <laughs> it's great. You look great. You sound great. That's still the same. So good job. Oh,
1: well, that's <laughs> wrong, but kind. Uh, <laughs> let's dig into this, Amy. Uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the Raptors and where things are headed. I want to talk to you about the road trip that's coming up and some things you might have your eye on for this team as they kind of. Go into a very interesting stretch when it comes to testing themselves, right? We'll get into that. I also want to talk to you about the sort of morass of dudes on the in the second unit, and maybe you know who is emerging from that, who is maybe losing their standing, uh, and we'll kind of dig into that as well. But but first, I want to talk to you about your own season, Amy. It's been wild for you. You were doing sidelines, and then you know, COVID happens and it's a nightmare and everything is thrown for a loop and all of a sudden you're doing color on the sidelines. Obviously a a role you've occupied before, Raptors 905 games, WNBA games for the Atlanta Dream. So not like it's a position you're unfamiliar with, but like you're calling games for the Raptors now. It's gotta be pretty cool. Like what's the sort of, like whirlwind you've been on over the last couple of months as your role has gone up and down and changed and has put you in this position where, oh, you're calling games on the sidelines. Oh, you're calling games from a studio with Matt Devlin in the dome. Like it's got to be a pretty uh, wild couple months for you, Amy
2: absolutely it has been i mean and it's not you know in some way it's, it's always an it's an unfortunate circumstance that we're back with living in these times right now but i guess especially in live television it doesn't matter if it's sports or whatever i mean the number one thing is you just you have to be prepared for anything and I mm-hmm. first jumped into television uh oh, probably about eight or ten years now that was like the most important thing for me is i just didn't want to do i just didn't want to ha- have one role that i could do mm-hmm. um, and sure. especially i always wanted to work in the nba that was always kind of like for me like the the uh the goal and mm-hmm. um there are 30 nba teams so for me i was like i want to get to the point where I, I can apply for not 30 jobs that i can apply for 60 or 90 you know like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh and so um i've been fortunate in the last two months to, to do a couple different <laughs> things and, but, you know, I was, For me, it was just, it was really intentional again to be able to, and I mean, it took a lot of time and an effort. It's still, it's not like I'm there, like I'm still trying to evolve and get better and figure out, you know, how to better serve the fan base and the network and the team and all these things. Um, But I've certainly put a lot of time in both positions. So um, I you know, just wake up and all right, what am I doing today? Let's get it done. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like, I know the way you approach your job. Like you are so, for who doesn't know, like we were doing the CBL bubble. It was like a six game series of games, uh, back in 20, I guess, 2020, uh, God, years are fake. Time is fake. Who knows? Yeah, but, it's like 10, uh,
2: <laughs> you know, two centuries so, ago back in 2020.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like Javon Shepard and I were doing uh, the play by play for those games and you were doing sideline when we were working. And like Javon and I, like we do our prep. We have our stuff on hand. We know what we're talking about. But then you come in, Amy, with just like binders and binders of notes on all these guys. You're just really, really well prepared. And that's why you're so damn good at your job. But I have to ask you, like, what is the difference in the prep Sort of process for a sideline game and a color game because like those are two very different things.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, for sideline, I'm always trying to, and I mean, my my role with Sportsnet is a sideline analyst, so it's also right. kind of a new territory that um, I'm really fortunate and so happy that they kind of tried to do this hybrid position and Mm. I'm still navigating that and we all kind of are because I think there's maybe Holly Rowe does it for the jazz like there's not too many NBA um, hybrid roles but um, you know for sideline it's obviously the news if something's breaking with the team um, I also take that as the opportunity to really dig into some of the things that the men and women of the Toronto Raptors um, are doing things that they're passionate about and and be ready for that Um, I had a system that I thought was going to work. It absolutely does not work. I have a giant binder. Every team, every, you know, every player on the team has like this, like basically chapter in my binder. And every time I have a story or hit on them, it gets filed. And I'm like, this is going to be great. The binder's huge. We never have any space. It's so heavy. It doesn't travel with me. But that was the idea.
1: Uh, <laughs> just, you're probably, not paying for the checked binder you're like it's just not worth it for you just
2: really heavy. I, mean, <laughs> but, um, I mean i'm glad i guess like you have like a reference like something to reference to when i get home mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and with the analyst stuff obviously it's uh, a more on the trends the basketball um different sitting working beside the great maddie d uh mm-hmm. but i also would say where i think i separate or where i make myself a little bit different which you Mm -hmm. can like or you cannot like is i think it's still important to incorporate some of those human interest stories into the element of calling a broadcast like i want to know when justin champagne starts hitting corner threes like i want to know something about him so i can break down why he's open why his shot looks so good, the timing of it. I can do that in a 10-second replay. But Mm -hmm. then when the shot comes back of Justin, I think it's important to to talk about him. And I've got to know something about him. And I think that's really important. And again, it's a lot of time, a lot of effort. And sometimes it works great and sometimes it doesn't. And still figure it all out. But it's, yeah, I mean, that's, here I am over-talking, but that's the long-winded version.
1: (laughs) Oh, over-talking, it's the dream for a podcast host. Oh, more time has been filled? Great. Fantastic. No, uh... I mean I think you've been doing such a great job on the call Amy and I'm not just saying that because like I know you and we work together like I legitimately learn things when uh, like and I watch a lot of basketball and sometimes I might zone out and, and feel like oh the color analysts not really teach me much they're just kind of having a good time which is fine too like I think all color analysts kind of do their thing in their own way there's not one right way to do it but like I really feel like you have like a, a knack for kind of diagnosing things explaining why things are happening in like very plain English for dummies like me. Uh, and I think that's like a really cool thing. Like, is that something that you feel is like a natural thing for you? Obviously you played at a high level in college. Like you have all the lingo and everything down. Like that's not a problem for you, but in terms of like translating it for the lay people out there, how do you find that challenge and sort of tackling that?
2: Well, thank you so much. First of all, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think um it's, that, usually, an analyst is a former player, or someone who's been watching, or you know, just knows the game. And sometimes it's easy to to be like, and especially in television, um there's always that fine line between like over talking and not talking enough, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like with TV, you can kind of hide that a bit because everyone at home's watching it. But yeah. sometimes it's important to to just uh, simplify. Like sometimes, and, and I know like coaches do it, players do it. And I mean, I did it as a coach, I did it as a player. So it's not a cut against them. And even as an analyst, like we have the tendency to overthink the game, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's very—it's not that complicated, right? And so that, like, <laughs> the first thing I always just kind of watch the game for, like, as what's happening. And I mean, yes, we can dig into like the coverage on the screen and you know the, the little intricacies of an offense or defense, but sometimes it's just like, man, they're just not—they're just not in a stance, yeah. you know. Or and, and that's clearly the opposition, not mm-hmm. the Raptors. You know, but I mean, and it's just—it's the other thing. It's so awesome. It's like that was just—you know—that was a. He just ran and filled the lane correctly. Yes, you can see mm-hmm. it on TV. Yes, everyone knows it. But sometimes it's nice just to continue, like add color. That's literally the sure. of the job is to add color to what's happening, and it can be a lot of fun at times. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, it's it's a blast watching you, Amy, and I, I really, really am excited that you're like, yeah, you you're in the, the rotation now of color analyst for the Raptors because uh, that's a good thing for everybody involved. Um, Amy, we're going to continue on. We're actually going to talk about the Raptors and dig into the road trip that's coming up, the sort of battle for minutes in the back part of the rotation, and more. That's coming up in just one second here. But first, want to tell everybody about our friends over at Prize Picks, which has made daily fantasy easier than anybody else prize picks has the very best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from points, assists, rebounds, threes made, steals, whatever it is, it's there. You pick two to five players, you get an over, under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus, versus the projected numbers as well. That's the best part. A lot of these other sites you go to and you're up against some sort of expert, you're up against a million different experts who have these shadow lineups that you have no idea what you're competing with. This is just, hey, here are the projections. Can you beat them? Go ahead. That's great. If you do, you win some money. That is perfect. Prize Picks also allows mixed sport entries. You can take the over on Joel Embiid and take the under on Aaron Rodgers getting the vaccine in the same entry. You can use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play as well. Prize Picks is safe and it offers fast withdrawals and it's a really really wonderful place. They have figured out daily fantasy in a way nobody else has. Go to prizepicks.com today or go to your app store and download the app. All users that deposit and use the promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first prize picks entry scores a single point. That's right, you need a single point. All boom, you get that $50 free bonus in your account. That's right. Go check it out with the promo code NBA at prizepicks.com. PrizePicks is daily fantasy made
0: Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Fraser each week on the podcast. Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus.
1: And we continue on here with your first listen of the day on Locked on Raptors with Amy Otterbert, of Sportsnet and um, you know the world taking over the world. How about that? Uh, the Toronto Raptors, Amy, have a road trip coming up. It's not an easy one. They take on the Pistons on Friday. Obviously, the Pistons are not very good at all. But Cade Cunningham's fun. They beat the Jazz earlier this week. And you got the Dwayne Casey Nick Nurse blood feud that always kind of adds a little bit of juice to, to to the to the affair. You got the Milwaukee Bucks coming up on Saturday. Hopefully the Raptors get to play Giannis. That's a weird thing to say because you want to see the Raptors win, but Giannis is awesome and it would be a cool test for the Raptors to play the fully healthy Bucks for the first time this season. Then on Monday, it's Kyle Lowry's Miami Heat. Next Wednesday, it is the uh, Luka Doncic-led Dallas Mavericks who are playing really good basketball right now. And then they close out the road trip against Kyle Kuzma's Washington Wizards on Friday. It's a loaded schedule, five games in eight days. Uh, Amy, are you dreading the travel on this one? Are you? I guess you're not traveling right now because of... You you know the world but yeah. uh more so
2: a lot of basketball like, and I there's never- a lot of
1: basketball and it's <laughs> a lot of good teams which the raptors have not played a ton of lately you know because teams have not had their players and that's been just the way it is and there's nothing you can really do about it and you got to beat who's in front of you or play who's in front of you but uh, you know we saw the game against the suns earlier this week amy there were a lot of promising signs there even though they lost the suns are awesome if you lose to the suns that's what happens but with the next five games here on the road, they've been like basically at home for the entire entirety of the last month or so, like a couple of road games sort of sprinkled into a very home dominated schedule. What are you looking for on this road trip in terms of like like the things that you're really watching to see if, okay, let's see if these things can, can continue on from the home stand and see if the success can kind of carry through through these five games. What you got your eye on?
2: Well, first of all, I'm wondering if the Raptor's passport's updated because he's clearly the key. <laughs> Moving forward,
1: (laughs) he needs fans to to like, yeah, just like let him go and bother the people of Detroit, please. I
2: just, yeah, I just stop thinking about this. Um, listen, you mentioned five games, four of those are against Eastern opponents, and I think Mm -hmm. that that's a huge deal, right? When we look at how close the Eastern standings are, a lot of these games could be pretty important moving forward. Uh, Mm -hmm. the Phoenix loss. I don't think too many people love moral victories. I'm not one of them. But the reality is, without two starters, they had one of the best teams in the NBA who is healthy on their heels. And Mm -hmm. I think that that means something for this Raptors team, who, again, is just, as we say, two bodies, two starters missing and Scotty and Gary, uh, are still like just getting healthy, just getting together Mm -hmm. for the first time this season. And so I think getting them back and hopefully, well, hopefully getting them back anyways, at some point going to be big. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they're tests. Every game's a test. Uh, every single one. And, and don't forget Detroit beat Toronto at home, right? Y- like, yeah. Early season. <laughs> so it's not like that's going to be a cakewalk for Dwayne. Yeah. Dwayne Queese, he's always kind of got the number here. So um, it's going to be, that's a first big test. And that's a Friday night game. And I think it's one at a time, but just the opportunity to, win some especially against eastern opponents here is a huge deal and also i would say being on the road um they are going to be back in gyms that are packed yeah it is a different vibe and i was we our last trip was actually that giant trip in november right and and it was kind of funny because by the end of it everyone's like thinking oh you know december is going to be at least, not I'm not saying the players or anyone that I'm talking about the broadcast. We were like, yeah, December's <laughs> the, three trips; they're one-offs. It was like Chicago, Cleveland, like supposed to be, anyways. So it was like we're gonna be home. It's gonna be great. And I think you get to the point, and it's you just you're getting excited to go back um, on the road a little bit, play in the hostile. Mm. I used to love playing on the road, the, the hostility of the crowds. I mean, come on, you know. And I yeah. think there's there's a little bit of that too. So um there's a lot of good things to look forward to right now for for the Raptors.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting point you make because that has been something that has come up in the past, like at the end of a long road trip. I think Kyle Lowry talked about that a lot, like more than once during his time with the team, like at the end of a long road trip, it's like, yeah, you know what, we're ready to kind of get back out there and sort of like hang out with the guys and and do the road trip thing. Obviously, it's a little bit of a different situation than it normally would be, but I think, you know, maybe it's even more of a, hey, let's get the hell out of here because we can go play with fans type of thing. Um, like. You've been in the building, Amy. You've kind of experienced this fanless experience. Like, is it going to be like a shock to go play five games in a row without fans? Like, do you think it's just kind of normalized at this point? Like, how much has, I mean, obviously it hasn't had a crazy impact on the winning because they won all those games, basically, except for the Suns one where they didn't have fans in the building. So, like, maybe it doesn't really matter all that much, but, like. Do you think there will be a tangible change, sort of an adjustment for these guys as they go and play in gyms where it's not just sort of this cavernous hall where just the Raptors skulking around is the only person in the building?
2: <laughs> I, I don't think. I think these guys have proven that they have the ability to do that, right? And I mean, you, yeah. when you look at the bubble, and then you looked at the Tampa experience last year, um, I, for them, it's kind of like, yeah, like they know what it's, where it's at, you know. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and, and again, I think that playing in Packed gyms, regardless of if you're the home or visitor team, there's something very fun about that. And I just also want to say, I'm not a. i am not i understand why the decisions been made up here. This is mm-hmm. serious, and I'm. I think the hope is to make sure we can get back quicker than totally, smaller. totally. Oh, so I and then that's the thing. Like I know everyone's. It's definitely like a heated debate. Certainly, want to get fans back in Scotia Bank Arena. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that for the guys. I don't think it's. Um, it's a huge. I mean, it is an adjustment, but for them, they're professionals and they continue to show that all the time. This is not the first time they've dealt with it. And if there's out of the 30 teams in the NBA, the one that understands what this (laughs) kind of complete contrast is, it is the Toronto Raptors.
1: That's a very, very good point. Um, In in terms of things going forward here in the road trip, Amy, like something I want to sort of zero in on is the defense, because it's been this sort of weird thing where... You know, it started off really rough to start the season. And I think most of the struggles have been sort of attributed mostly to just a lack of chemistry, a lack of reps with one another. It's still a very sort of new group of guys. They've played, what, 10 games together as their sort of like full selves, if that. You know the defense looked really good against the Suns. Like it it was why they were able to hang in that game because their offense was certainly not why they were able to hang in that game on Tuesday. And you know that they've had their moments. Obviously, there have been other games like the Jazz game in the first half and the Bucks game where the defense totally just like forgets how to play for a half at a time. As you know, as this road trip goes forward here, you know, I'm curious. Like, where do you what do you think the true Raptors defense is? Like, do you think it's this sort of middling? closer to the bottom half than it is the top half type of defense do you think it has the capability to climb back up into the top half flirt with top 10 we've talked about this a little bit this week but i think trying to decipher what the defense is is going to be sort of the biggest thing to tell whether this team is able to go on a run and be the sixth seed because the offense as promising as things have been and as much as it keeps on hanging near the top 10 totally inexplicably considering some of their profile like the defense is going to be what powers this team, I would think. That was what we thought before the season, and that's what I think is still true. But do they have like enough runway here, do you think, to get to that level where they're on a string like they were against the Suns for more than just a game or a half at a time?
2: Yeah, well, that's the beauty of the Raptors defense, right? Is like, I think Mm -hmm. that there's a little bit of it that is predicated on just a lot of swarming and confusion and what is going on. But Mm -hmm. it's interesting when I, I was involved with a team that that was the style we wanted to play and no one could figure out as long as the people on the court. And in, in the locker room, know what you're trying to do. Then it doesn't matter what <laughs> anyone else knows, right? And sometimes, like, those are the best defenses that look a little bit like, again, what's happening right now. But yeah. really, I think they all, they all understand, like, their length is the most overwhelming thing. Mm-hmm. They, they're going to continue to – they'll run into problems when you have a, you know – 300 pound seven footer that gets two feet from the basket and it's happened once in a while, but that's when like, if you see them, you got to jump out and play the passing lanes, the communication and the ball pressure. But like you said, we saw it against Phoenix. So I don't think it's unrealistic to expect that. Right. And that's where they Mm want to be. And then you said, it's just making it more consistent and to the point of them actually having a nice offensive rating or being up there, it, it is off their defense for the most part. And Fred and, this yeah. of Fred and Pascal right now. <laughs> 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 good basketball. But yeah, I mean, it's a team that's again, like their, their strength is going to be their ability to defend, to create chaos and havoc. Um, I remember in the Milwaukee game, they jumped out and set a trap or two late that got picked off. Like that's again, five guys on a string, like you said, right. But it's like just these little surprise kind of like little efforts and it does. It requires chemistry. I say it all the time. We, when, when teams talk about having chemistry, new bodies, get bringing someone back that's been injured, you think of chemistry and you literally think of that means on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the same thing can be said on the defensive end, understanding who you're out there with, how they defend, how they close out. You know, if a certain guy gets beat as a teammate, you know if he can recover because you've played with him multiple times, right? So maybe mm-hmm. your help isn't as strong or maybe you're not digging down as much. All those things are just reps and playing together. So while we talk about that offensively, I think it's very fair to also say the defensive chemistry, but it's continuing to start to to really um, push forward. And now it's just consistency.
1: I have to ask you, Amy, you, you were a center in your days at Miami. Uh, how would you have held up in Nick Nurse's insane, everybody's running all over the place defense?
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> but I was like... You know, the two one two of a zone. I was like the best one. If anyone my rule like you come into the paint, I get to go hit you. Like that uh-huh, was uh-huh. I mean, I was an elite communicator. I would say that. That was my thing. I was the I was a great communicator. Um, and if you came into the paint, I'd completely hit you. But if you asked me to switch out on a guard, on a ball screen, like above the three point line, all right. But you know, just so you know, everyone else is out of rotation. We had a five, four for me. Like our five, five was switch all our five, four was everyone switches except the center.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amy, I, would jam
2: screens and I would jam the heck out of screens. Like I would take fouls if I could jamming uh-huh. screens. Like it was, you know, it was just, it was a messy, messy game. <laughs>
1: I mean, we're going to continue on and round up the show. I want to talk about the sort of battle for bench minutes right now and, you know, guys who are playing, guys who aren't playing, and maybe we see some sort of. I don't know, clarity as to what the rotation's going to be in the second unit going forward as this road trip ramps up. We'll get to that in just one second here, Amy. But first, I want to tell the people out there about Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as they continue their march towards the playoffs and beyond in football, basketball, hockey, all of the sports. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, and you've got a new updated desktop remote website to check out and sign up at today. Go receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit as well by using the promo code On, all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. That means if you put in 100 bucks, you get 50% of that added to your account as well, so you got 150 bucks to play with. That is a great, great deal from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022. Maybe you want to put some money down on your Toronto Raptors, for example. They're winning some games. They're covering spreads. Maybe go check them out and check out what the lines are today over at bet online which is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports bet online is where the game starts
2: the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And we round out your first listen of the day here with Amy Otterbert from Sportsnet, hanging out, previewing the Raptors road trip. And I think one thing, Amy, that I'm really curious to see is whether this road trip helps to get a little bit of clarity as to what the second unit is going to look like night to night. Lately, they've been going with this, everyone off the bench is a big and we'll figure it out. And Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes are the backup point guards, which I feel like there's this sort of like underlying desire from Raptors fans to just like, oh, you got to go get a backup point guard. You got to go get one. I'm perfectly fine with Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam doing what they're doing. It's working pretty well if you haven't paid attention. Like it's 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 a pretty good thing. But you know, that that obviously, you know, it, it creates some strange dynamics with the lineups and Nick Nurse is trying some weird stuff. They're playing all six, eight, six, eight, six, nine dudes at times, and it's been a little bizarre, but it's been fun and it's working in a lot of ways. But Amy you know, we're seeing Justin Champagny really make a push for regular minutes. Just constantly, whenever he hits the floor, there's an offensive rebound falling into his grasp. You've got Chris Boucher, who at one point this season, I would have said, hey, maybe he's not really deserving of rotation minutes. He's absolutely deserving of rotation minutes. He's probably deserving of being the first guy off the bench for the Raptors and is going to close a lot of games right now, especially if Scotty Barnes is going to be out. Like, that. he's been excellent, and there's no two ways of better. And if he's going to play like this, he's in. Ken Birch, obviously, we know was in as well. But then you've got Yuta Watanabe struggled a little bit lately. Sfi Mahiluk struggled a lot bit lately. Malachi Flynn not playing at all. And, you know, where is he? Is he part of the plans? Who's to say? But as far as that sort of back end of the rotation, Amy, you know, you got Precious Achua in there as well. There's lots of guys who are vying for minutes who do different things. Is there someone who you think is not receiving regular time right now, who's maybe been more of a bit part, who deserves to be in there? All the time, and is that Justin Champagne.
2: <laughs> well, I I wouldn't say like that does deserves to be in there all the time. I think sure. Justin's starting to do a good job, and it's not going to be out go out there and play like forty minutes. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think they did on un- it because the thing with Justin, by the way, I think he's he's awesome. He's yeah, a cool guy. I mean, just totally like embracing every single step but that's the brilliance of the way they've handled him is that it's been like a little progression at a time if you're noticing mm-hmm. his first couple minutes when he would get in earlier it's like go grab some rebounds you know and then they he went over to the 905 and dropped 30 or 34 and then mm-hmm. two days later he was had that tap in that was an almost buzz. Of, and and so it's kind of like they've never thrown him in situations where it's like go win us a ball game or go and now now he's at the point where he can get in there and he hits a couple shots and he defends and he roams around the rim really nice and that's <laughs> awesome when like pascal like trusts the undrafted rookie like to hit a big yeah. like you know and, and we're seeing all that stuff so he's he's earning more trust and it's coming so i mean yeah i think Delano's going to you know he's been a bit up and down lately but I, He's coming out of he came out of protocols. It was a knee or a knee, right? That he had
1: yeah, something like that. Yeah.
2: So I mean, again, like it's not like people are being like completely sent to the side for no reason at all. Mm -hmm. Um, while I understand you want a consistent rotation. How boring are you? I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, but I would say that's how Dwayne
1: Casey of me to want the same nine guys (laughs) every night. Yeah.
2: I would say, I would say, you know, it's, it's imagine. So as a fan, as an analyst, like we try to kind of get a grasp of where things are maybe going just for us to feel like for us to -hmm. feel like some kind of, can you imagine playing in in the last like month, you've got guys who at the beginning of the year, like Svee, Svee's a perfect example where he hasn't been shooting well. He hasn't been playing well the last week or so, a couple of weeks, probably. But I would say, they, they, his role has been, and it's no one's fault, but he goes from like, okay, come off the bench. Now you're going to start. Now you're going to play big minutes. Now you're not going to play at all. And that like, mm-hmm. so just like finding balance. So when you check into a game, so I think like a guy like that, he should continue to get his opportunities. He's not just a shooter. He could do really nice things in the open court. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, I think it's just, again, this road trip is going to be huge opportunities to be really interesting to see with Scotty and Gary, because that's going to, create or maybe limit more opportunities but um whether mm-hmm. i think in, in terms of importance i think utah off the bench is like what he does He yeah. that's what the bench mob is ridiculous yeah. energy get the crowd like going nuts creating opportunities i think precious can be that i really mm-hmm. do i think precious can be that and you're seeing him really kind of I don't want to say like the game's slowing down for him because, but you're seeing him kind of like take that extra power dribble every once in a while now and like finishing super strong and going in there and grabbing rebounds. And I mean, Chris has been on a tear. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's just also just a matter of just finding for them to find some consistency in their roles.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it, it might just be the situation where there is no sort of regular stasis in the back part of the rotation, right? And it's, hey, the matchup calls for this this night. This guy's not looking so hot. This guy goes in. I just think Justin Champagny should play more. I love Justin Champagny. I love how he just knows where to be at all times. And I have to ask you, Amy. Like, he's so good at offensive rebounding and just knowing where the ball is. So I'm going to ask you to draw on your uh, your post play experience in the past. Like, how does one get so good at knowing where the ball is going to land? Like, is there like, are you doing drills on like learning angles? Do you have a protractor kit where you're doing geometry lessons like in your downtime and film sessions? Like is that just like a natural sort of an I guess everyone would do it if it were easy like what goes into being that good an offensive rebounder because it seems extremely difficult
2: Yeah I mean he's got immaculate timing on his <clears throat> jump right like that's part of it and and really good rebounders they see the, they see the rim they see the shot and then they can also see the bodies right, right. and so I think and Part of it with him too is he just moves without the ball in his hands so well that he's in mm-hmm. he finds himself in good positions. I think it's a combination of anything, but everything. But then let's like we're talking about his physical ability to get up and to time and to leap. But then there's just like the shoulders up, right? I think right. that he's been so good, and and he, it's it's interesting. I think he recently said too that like that was he he did that in college, like he he, he in college like he was a he was a rebound, like that's what he did, and he was a hustle mm-hmm. guy. So. Huge kudos to him for, again, getting this opportunity in the NBA at such – coming right out of college and not trying to like push it to the point where like – he you know, and I don't want to say play outside himself. Like he's not capable. He's got a very high feeling. But it was like, hey, this is what got me here, and I'm just going to continue to do this. So, I mean, listen. And also, like, you know, if you're guarding a Jokic, like you're not checking champagne right? Yeah, so like, that's yeah. just the reality of it. Like if you're a big around the rim, you're probably getting your own guy. So he's been doing a great job and especially against zone defenses again, like he's so great around the baseline and making those little cuts and he's often finding gaps. So when the shot mm-hmm. goes up and there's no bodies around, he's got the hops to go get it.
1: Yeah, he's kind of like a little apparition that just floats through box outs. It's like, oh, you're box. sorry, I'm a ghost. Ball's mine. Bye. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's really fun to watch. I think I, I just like I really love a dude who exudes the energy that I wish to exude as a 45-year-old man playing pickup one day. Where it's like I'm doing all the smart plays, I'm setting hard screens, I'm grabbing rebounds over like children. That that really is like the future I want. And, and Justin Champagny is playing paycheck. like I want to be. What was that?
2: And then and, and then you're spending half your paycheck on bags of ice. And it just yeah. ain't worth it, Sean. Or oh, No, be. no. It's yeah. it
1: is worth it for the glory of destroying teens at the Y. Uh <laughs> totally worth it. Um, yeah. I I uh I love it. it. You know, he's he's for me the new guy who like you know, I think this has been like a parlor game that I've played before on the show. It's like, oh, like which which raptor most embodies your game at the Y or pickup? And it used to be Louis Scola for me, like slow, gonna settle for jumpers a lot. But man, I'm a good teammate. Uh, <laughs> and now it's now Champagne has become my new sort of bar to shoot for. You want mine? Amy, Do I don't you want to take. Sorry, go ahead.
2: You want Mine? Do you want mine?
1: You yes, want mine? please. Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
2: I'm JYD, man. Like, put me in. I'm going to fuck everybody up. I'm going to have the best time. I'm going to wear high socks. Like, that's me. Uh,
1: Do you bark at all? Have you ever barked at a person?
2: Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
1: I one time called JYD. I was producing a radio show and we had JYD on the show. I one time called him and he barked at me. Just like, hey, JYD is Sean. Our 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 our. Hey, Sean, how's amazing. it going?
2: Was <laughs> it like breakfast? Was it like 6 a.m. radio when you were pumped for the day? No, like- it was like it was like a Saturday afternoon,
1: and he's just oh. barking. Yeah, no, he's the best. Awesome. Love JYD. Very yeah. glad that that's your... Uh, honestly, I think J- Justin Champagny embodies... You know, we were like, oh, Damari Carroll, JYD 2.0. Never made a lick of sense. Champagny might actually have a case. Um, <laughs> again, he has to learn to bark, though. Uh, Amy... This was so fun. Thank you so much for hanging out. I uh, hope we can do it again sometime. Hope you uh, have a good time calling all these games on the road trip and, uh, you know, just doing your thing because you're kicking ass and you're really, really good at your job. Uh, people know where to find you. But if there's anything that people should know about, when, you know, stuff that you got going on, things you care about, a movie you liked, I don't know. Go ahead and plug. <laughs> uh,
2: you know, I'm just I'm just all about hoops right now. I, I got the, the new season of Dexter was just had a heated debate about this last night. Mm. It, if, you, if you're into Dexter, like we can chat about that, too. But, uh,
1: I have never watched Dexter. I uh, never got into it. There's a, a sad reason why, but I won't bore you with that on the podcast. But uh, <laughs> we can get sad off air, Amy. You can, We'll have a little therapy sesh. But no, uh, if I'm plugging something, go watch The Righteous Gemstones. Uh, I'm watching that back. It's so good. It's fantastic. That's my plug. Uh, also, my plug is follow me on Twitter at Woodley Sean. Follow Amy at Amy Otterbert. The Twitter handle's right there on the YouTube. If you're watching, you can subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, it's very much appreciated. It's uh, it's a wonderful thing to do. Helps me out, strokes my ego, all that good stuff. And we're on, we're on YouTube as well for free, so please go subscribe there too. And uh, thanks for making us your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked on Bets, as your boy Q and Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports are uh, cutting through all the noise in the COVID-ridden sports landscape right now, winning you some money with their betting picks every night. So go and check out Locked on Bets. And with that, we will wrap it up. We'll be back again tomorrow to round out the week with Katie Heindel. Until then, bye bye
2: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Bye.